The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 113 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost another close one in Memphis to the Grizzlies, led by John Morant. They won by a score of 135 to 129. That brings the Memphis Grizzlies record to 28 and 13 overall. And drops the Spurs to 13 wins, 29 losses overall. Still fourth in the league's worst standings for the lottery. Now this game, one of the things I liked is uh, the Spurs really battled. I mean, John Moran has lit us up a bunch. He had 38 for Memphis. He's a tough one to stop. But I thought the team really battled and they played as hard as possible on the second game of a two-game homestand in Memphis for the Grizz. What do you think about the game, Drew? Yeah, I think it was a pretty good game. I mean, having eight guys in double figures is fantastic. Putting up 129 points against the Grizzlies is pretty good. We just, again, another close game and a tough L against the Grizzlies. In this game, the Spurs shot 46% from the field, while the Grizzlies shot 52% from the field. And the Spurs shot 32% from the three-point line, and the Grizzlies shot a very outstanding 63% from the three-point line. So that's really what edged the Grizzlies in this game. Yeah, a competitive game. And again, like a lot of times, it seems like the Spurs are just a, a close step away from some of the greatest teams in the NBA, some of the best ones. And the Grizzlies are that. So we're maybe just one player shy. I don't know. Maybe a seven foot four guy, <laughs> or maybe a guard that's like sitting six three could do more things than a lot of guys. I don't know. But amen to that. <laughs> All right. So we'll get to the next segment of our show called the top two, bottom two. Drew, who do you got for your top two? Yeah. So for my number, one, for my number one top two, I have Trey Jones with another really good game. Trey Jones has been really underrated. In this game, Trey Jones put up 22 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 0 turnovers, and he shot 9 of 19 from the field and 2 of 5 from the three-point line. A great night from Trey Jones and another top two performance from Trey Jones. My second top two, I went with Jakob Pertl, who had 17 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocked shots, and shot 7 of 13 from the field and 26 minutes. I also forgot to mention that Trey Jones had three steals, which adds on to his a pretty good game. So those are my top two. Yeah, no, that, those are a good one. And I, I had uh, my top two. I actually had Zach Collins as my number one, just because he came off the bench and did a lot of good things. He had 14 points and 12 boards. Also had four assists and blocked a shot. So Zach Collins was my number one. My number two was Jakob Pertl as well. Because that 17, 12, and 5 outing is pretty impressive. In a weird oddity for Jakob, which I almost wrote him off for, but after looking closer at his line, I agree. He only had he had no assists, which he usually is better than most centers at getting assists. But, yeah, he had a great game, and it was nice to see Jakob 
leading his way and leading the Spurs. All right, let's get to our bottom two. Who you got, Drew? Yeah, so for my number one bottom two, I'm with Romeo Langford, who really struggled. He had three points, three assists, but he shot one of seven from the field and one of two from the three-point line in 18 minutes. He got the start, but he really didn't play well. My second bottom two, I went with Malachi Branham, who ended up having four points, shooting two of five from the field and 0 of two from the three-point line with two turnovers. So those are my two bottom two. Okay, yeah, I had Romeo as my number one on my bottom two as well. Just not a good night for him, and usually he's uh, uh, pretty solid for us, but, but he just wasn't last night. And then my other one, I had Gorgie Jing. And he didn't play, but the reason I had him is how many players, and I'm really curious about this, in the history of the Spurs have been with them, been released, been with them again, been released, and been with them a third time. That list is pretty small. I'm sure there's probably one or two more, but... I mean, Marco Bellinelli, but he got yeah, traded. Right. He didn't Brent Forbes, Marco Bellinelli are the two that come to mind. But Gorgie Jing, yeah, he didn't get in the game, but I just thought of... How interesting that is that this is his third time, third separate time with the Spurs. So that's why he's on my bottom two, just because I had a random thought about Gorgie. All right, we're going to listen to some words from uh, Pop before we get to our question of the day. This was Popovich after the game. So Popovich talking about the never quit, never say die attitude of the Spurs, and that's refreshing as a fan. All right, let's get to our question of the day. Remember, you can always text us at 512-540-1626. What's the question of the day, Drew? Yeah, so this question comes from Jake in Pittsburgh. His question asks, with the Alamo Dome game coming up, what is your best experience at the Alamo Dome? Ooh, my best experience at the Alamo Dome. There's a couple that come to mind personally. So if we go to just my best overall is when I was coaching at Land Passes and we played a uh, third-round playoff game there and got a huge win, and it was electric. The atmosphere was awesome. Uh, it was it was a December game or a late November game, and uh, we won the third-round game of playoffs. So that was a great moment. If we're talking about the Spurs, I think my other great moment was Tim Duncan, David Robinson against Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and the L.A. Lakers in the playoffs, and that atmosphere was just electric. It was the, the Spurs. That was in the early 2000s. And the Spurs versus the Lakers, and that was that was to me. It was not too many years before they moved in the AT and T Center, um, but that to me was the most memorable. Drew. Yeah, so mine would have to be the Lampasas game because I was on the sideline, I was cheering, and we pretty, we ended, we ended up winning that game by I don't know twenty points or so. It was a, a beatdown, but that's got to be my best experience. I've only been there another time. That was a MLB 
preseason game. So that's my best experience at the Alamo Dome. So that's the question of the day. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. All right. Let's get to the next segment of the show, This Day in Spurs History. And like I said, I'm going back in the archives to the last time the Spurs were lottery contenders, and that was in the 1997 season, the 96-97 season. On January 11, 1997, the Spurs lost a close one to the Atlanta Hawks, 87-82. to The Hawks were sitting with a 21-11 and overall record, and the Spurs dropped to 9-25 and overall in that game. And if you remember correctly, that's the year prior to getting Tim Duncan. So, you know, tank, no tank, whatever. Just a lot of losses, but a lot of close games against good teams. And so you can see how a franchise can turn the page really quick. Leading scorers for the Spurs, you had Avery Johnson, who had 21 points, 5 assists. Will Purdue had an awesome game. He had 19 points and 17 rebounds. Vernon Maxwell, Mad Max, also chipped in with 17 points, 9 rebounds. And Monty Williams ended up with 12 points. Yes, the Monty Williams that coaches the Phoenix Suns right now. So that was the Spurs loss to the Hawks, January 11th, 1997, in one of the worst years in Spurs franchise history. But as we know as Spurs fans, after the worst years come the best years. And so that's kind of foreshadowing to what's going on this year. Also, just to chip in, the Hawks were led by Christian Leitner with 26 points. All right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game. And the upcoming game is a big one. The Spurs are vying to set the NBA single-game attendance record as the NBA reigning champion Golden State Warriors, led by Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, really good, talented team, comes into San Antonio to the Alamo Dome for the 50th anniversary celebration. Drew, what can you tell us about the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, this Golden State Warriors team is very, very good. The reigning NBA champions, and I'm pretty sure that's why they came in here, because we need to have a big market team to play us in the Alamo Dome. We're trying to set the record, so that's um, why we probably play the Warriors. But some of the players on the Warriors, um, we have Steph Curry, who made his return the other day. He's averaging 30 points, 6 assists, Six rebounds. He was having an MVP type of season before he got hurt. They have Klay Thompson, who's averaging 20 points, four rebounds, two assists. Jordan Poole, who's averaging 21 points, four rebounds. Um, Andrew Wiggins, who's averaging 18 points. And you can't forget about Draymond Green, who just does it all. He's averaging 17, I mean, seven points, six rebounds, six assists. So just, I think the Warriors are one of the best teams when fully healthy. Yeah, and they've they've had to deal with some injuries this year, but fully healthy is the key for them. Uh, my player to go off for this game against Golden State, I have a feeling Galka Pearl is going to have a good night. He's a big man. Uh, I don't think the Warriors have too many big men. Kevon Looney is like four inches shorter than Yaka Pertle. And uh, Draymond Green, is he battles, but he's just size advantage. Jakob's there, so I think he's going to have a great game. And uh, I think Golden State's going to beat us by 12. I think it'll be an electric crowd. It'll be a loud atmosphere. But I think we're going to come up a little short. Drew, what about you? Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Stanley Johnson. Stanley T-Shirt Johnson to yes, be my sir. player to go off. Um, I haven't picked him very too, very often, but I'm going to go with him this game and um, in the Alamo Dome game. In my prediction for this game, 
I'm going to go with the Spurs to win this game by three. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I am going to predict that because I'm not going to predict against them in the 50th anniversary of this team. All right. Well, I appreciate the lifer spirit. Spirit, I always hate picking against them, but I try to be an honest as can be. But I, I appreciate that. I like the positive, putting the positive thoughts in the environment. And hopefully the Alamo Dome will be a rockin'. And hopefully the Spurs will come out of it with a great dub. They've already had the Mexico City game. This is now the Alamo Dome, Alamo Dome game. Sorry. And now they have two more away from uh, San Antonio. One in Austin. One in Both Mexico. In, no, Wait, they've already had the Mexico. That oh, was both. against the Heat. So they have two in Austin left at the Moody Center. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. And I'll let Drew take us home, please. Yes, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And as always, go Spurs!